Hello and welcome to Meaningful Conversation, our podcast here at Bounce OT. Today we have our play coordinator, Francesca, speaking about her experiences working at Bounce OT over the past two years. Francesca describes her flexible role and some of the changes and development to the organisation, which brings both challenges and opportunities. So Francesca, could you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, so my name's Francesca, I'm 28 years old, I'm a qualified occupational therapist who um, works at Bounce OT. Um, prior to doing my Master's in Occupational Therapy, I did a psychology degree at Harriet Watt Uni, um, so I've um, always wanted to kind of work and help people, um, and that's kind of what found me working here at Bounce. Nice. Um, so originally when you started your psychology degree, was there any way that you were going to pursue that further or were you going to go down the OT route originally? So not originally, no. So um, my, my story is that um, my mum has cerebral palsy. She's had that my, my whole life. So I've been used to living with somebody with a disability. And for me, um, that was really normal, but I had never really considered it as a career helping people with disabilities because it was just my life. I didn't really think about it as a career, as obvious as it was. Um, and I was doing my psychology degree, and I was in my um, fourth year of, so final year of the degree, and I had just come back from a summer placement in Sri Lanka, and I was like, I've heard about occupational therapy, I've heard about all these other bits and pieces, but I couldn't really. I don't know, I was still in that deciding mode. I also considered social work, teaching, speech and language therapy um, or educational psychology because I knew that I was interested in supporting people. I knew I was interested in assessing people and making life better, but I hadn't really made a final decision. And one day I was at home writing my dissertation and there was a woman who came to the door um, and was speaking to my mum and she was, you know, pottering about in the bathroom, looking at rails, chatting to my mum about um, things like how, how she gets in and out of bed and being the sort of student who was knee deep in her dissertation at the time, I was looking for a distraction mm. <laughs> and I went through to the, the kitchen where my mum and this occupational therapist were sitting having a discussion and I made myself a cup of tea and I was, I just, you know, found myself um, in the discussion with mum, my mum and this occupational therapist talking about how my mum gets about day to day, what she was able to do for herself, what she struggled with, you know, things like shopping tasks and getting ready in the morning. So I just found it really interesting that somebody was asking my mum all these questions. So I asked, like, the occupational therapist, like, what is it you do and who do, who do you usually work with and what does your day look like? And I just, I was just really interested. Um, so... I spent some time asking her some questions. I went to the careers advisor at uni. I spent some time shadowing OTs. And I found out that I could do a pre-registration master's in occupational therapy, which instead of doing, you know, in Scotland, the degrees are typically four years. My psychology degree was four years. So instead of doing a four-year degree, I could actually do a two-year master's conversion. Um, so I looked at pursuing that. Um, and I started that in... Um, September 2016 and qualified um, at the end of 2018 so it was, it was a quick journey for me wow um, just over one summer I had decided to be an OT and that was me studying it <laughs> wow so after you obviously finished um, your masters how did uh, you actually find yourself working at Bounced so like 
most people who do an occupational therapy degree, you get placements. Um, so I had four placements and I'd worked in um, I had placements in social work, community mental health, um, stroke rehab and in inpatient neurological rehab. My final placement was in a hospital. I worked in a care of the elderly ward. So when I qualified and got my degree, I was like, right, I want to do something that I know how to do. And my final placement being in an elderly ward, I thought, right, okay, well, that's just, I'm confident in this. I can do it. Um, so I worked in, elderly, in an elderly ward um, in the NHS for six months as a band five occupational therapist, which is a term for a newly qualified occupational therapist. Um, but ideally, I'd always wanted to work with children. I had worked as a, a support worker um, in, in a school for people with disabilities as a play worker before this so I really wanted to work with children um, and when I saw um, I had never heard of Bounce until I was on Twitter OT, OTs we love Twitter so um, I was on Twitter one day and I saw that um, somebody had shared something oh we're hiring play coordinator and I was like oh what's this um, and I clicked on it and I actually submitted my application I think at the very very last minute um, and I got an interview, I went to an interview, I saw the space, I spoke to to Callum, I spoke to, who's the founder, I spoke to the, the team of people interviewing me and I was just, I thought this place fits a lot of the things I value. So yeah, that's how I ended up working at Bounce um, from the start. Nice. Um, so you mentioned something about the band system. I don't know how that works. Could you explain that to me? Yeah, so... Um, the banding system is a system within the NHS and it's all across the UK and um, it applies to nurses, midwives, um, you know, allied health professionals, such so as your physiotherapists, speech and language therapists, occupational therapists and all our other colleagues. Um, so the banding system essentially it goes from one to eight um, and typically um, when you qualify from a degree profession, so the likes of you finish a nursing degree, a physiotherapy degree, um, you'll go in, if you qualify, you go in at a band five level, um, which is just a newly qualified level. Um, and you can go right up um, to five and to six and seven. Um, but typically, new graduates will start um, at that band five newly qualified level. Okay. That makes it a lot clearer for me. Thank you. Um, yeah. So your role as play coordinator, what did that entail? So... Um, I had gone from quite a rigid role to a very kind of fluid role as a play coordinator. There was a lot of um, discretion between myself and Callum about what I wanted from the role because obviously I was a qualified OT in this kind of new role. Um, So um, first of all, it started with meeting the families and being really active in the play of the families and looking at how that could help the families maximise their goals. Um, I'd done significant amount of training within the role. I got really good opportunities um, in terms of I got to do training um, in the likes of first aid for people with multiple learning difficulties. I got to do um, Makaton training. Um, I did some leadership training. So my role definitely was play coordinator. It was clinical, but I got to do a lot of leadership stuff. And the role, I really made the role my own, which was really nice. Um, Typically it was running sessions face-to-face with families and having a lot of client contact one-on-one. However, like every role, um, we were hit by a pandemic, you know, if, if nobody noticed. Mm-hmm. And um, 
the role really changed in that time as well. Suddenly we weren't able to see the families face to face, so my role had to drastically change. And then I got a lot more involved in what we called the Therapy at Home project in the summer of 2020. And that involved us communicating with families and really thinking strategically about how we could help these families from home. So myself and Callum um, did this project whereby we were able to provide therapeutic equipment that people had been using in the space um, to home and advise people on the observations we had seen on how to continue using strategies at home. Um, and I found that I was much more interested in the coaching aspect of um, occupational therapy and really supporting parents to sort of embed the therapy into their everyday life. So it was fascinating. So going from playing with children and being one-on-one right through the pandemic to virtually coaching these people with my occupational therapy skills and then coming back into the sort of new way of working has just been really interesting. So it is, yes, it's um, a role that I've made my own, but it's also been a role that has fluctuated enormously in the time that I've been there so it is not an easy question to answer um, straight away oh no I completely get that that answer was that all right yes that was good um so what originally were your goals and expectations when you started and obviously since the pandemic they changed um so could you talk a little bit more about that yeah so certainly um when I joined the service I was you know fresh out of uni really wanting um some experience but for me I really wanted experience of um, working with children and families from like the occupational therapy lens. I um, really wanted to get a sense of child development and I really wanted to um, see how play could be used therapeutically. Um, I also got to do a lot of things um, in terms of training on different outcome measures, which was really interesting, which I wasn't necessarily expecting, but was a bonus. Um, and I think it was to get a foundation of myself as a therapist. I've developed skills like um, communicating with teachers and social worker teams and parents. I've got a lot of these, I've met a lot of these goals that I really wanted to. And I think over the years, um, they changed to really focus my clinical skills more. And that's something, you know, that I feel is continually developing in practitioners and therapists. Um, so I think that's something that has always been a goal of mine is to develop those clinical skills. And I've also um, been lucky enough to get the opportunity to work with students and see them uh, develop themselves and develop their um, learning through being a practice educator. And I found that really rewarding as well. Um, so obviously you talked about students. Um, any advice that you'd give them um, if they're just um, about to start? A, a student going into any placement um, from an occupational therapy point of view I would say take every learning opportunity you can get ask so many questions that you might feel like you're asking too many questions but it shows that you're interested take any opportunity um, I, had, I was working with a student who wasn't my own recently and um, I kind of said to her um, use me as a guinea pig and she looked at me and I was like you know pretend that I'm somebody who's naive to this situation, what would you do? Um, so, you know, coaxing that out of her to explain to me when a child hadn't showed up, I was like, you can still learn. So I just think, you know, take every learning opportunity you can get and adapt it to your own goals would be what I would say. Um, what would you say you're the most proud of in terms of either um, your experience at Bounced 
or anything that you've achieved while you've been here? Um, so there's a couple of things I'm really, really proud of. Um, I'm proud of, um, I'm proud that, that we were able to respond in the pandemic like everybody did. Now, I'm really proud of the fact that we were able to support parents who were really, really struggling. A lot of the parents have said to me, like, um, our service was able to provide them even with a space or with sort of tips. And that was really, I'm really proud that we were able to support people during a really, really unpredictable and difficult time. And from a personal and maybe selfish point of view, um, one of my biggest um, sort of, not maybe one of my happiest moments from working here and one of the things I like to brag about is that um, I got the opportunity to meet the First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon. Um, and I like to sort of joke and tell people that um, I've bounced on a trampoline with Nicola Sturgeon and that's my claim to fame when she visited <laughs> the service. Um, so I think that's, in terms of pride, yeah, definitely that we were able to support people through the pandemic. But in terms of like a, a stand, an out, a moment that stood out to me would be when Nicola Sturgeon came to visit the service and we were able to show off what we do um, on a kind of wider level. And it was in the, the local paper and stuff. That was quite nice as well. That's super cool. Um, so obviously you were, you've been here for quite a while. Um, and obviously being a smaller team to now obviously growing to the size that we are now um, can you talk about your experience of what it's been like over the past few years of you seeing the team grow um, and what you hope to see going forward of course yeah so like I said when I started I started in um, 2019 I started in August 2019 so it's been two years now that I've been here and when I first started um there was myself and there was Callum, um, and we worked very closely together. There was two of us in a shared office, and we would ask each other questions very, very easily. We were very collaborative, and a lot of the onus was on us to sort of come up with solutions together. The focus was on running sessions, like I say, and there was a lot of back-to-back -back things. So from that perspective, we were a tiny team. Um, we had other part-time colleagues um, who were um, sort of like the play leaders, play coordinator level, and they um, were part-time and they were excellent, but again, the core staff were the full-time colleagues, so they left, and we've had students come and go over the years, but there was a, a massive surge in um, staff um, influx at the start of, um, start of the year, start of 2021. Um, when we grew our team, we had brought in um, Naomi, who had been a former student. Um, we brought in um, yourself, Alicia, as a play leader, and we had we'd been fortunate enough to get um, a grant from Glasgow Caledonian University um, to support internships for um, occupational therapists and for a marketing intern. So suddenly there was um, interns and new grads and assistants, um, and I, I'll admit it was a lot to wrap my head around. Um, but it was it was exciting and it was nice to see the positive energy um, of the team. We were all sort of enthusiastic and I think there's challenges and there's um, good things about working with graduates um, and there was that just hunger and hunger to learn and hunger to develop, which was really nice. Um, however, it does come with challenges in that everybody's looking for a little bit of guidance. So there was a little bit of a an adjustment we had to make but actually it was a really nice experience to see the team grow and know that I was part of something that was growing. 
Um, so can you compare, obviously, the services that we offer here at Bounce AT to mm-hmm. other services within the sector? Um, so typically, so within the third sector, I think we, we fit quite well in terms of what we can offer. I think a lot of parents with children with disabilities or a lot of people who care for adults with disabilities really value having that um, a space that's safe and appropriate for play. A lot of the families I've spoken to have said that it's really good for siblings and I think that's something that is something that isn't often considered is that children with disabilities have siblings and they have classmates and it's a really nice there's not often places they can play together. So I think that's really good. There are other organisations that um that I know of that do that but they tend to be um in our in our regions they tend to be sort of the Edinburgh and Glasgow area. Um, in the bigger cities and they're outdoors so that has its own barriers um, and I think that anything local is just a really good service um, and I think see something that focuses on play there aren't a lot of services that are purely based on play and I think it's really nice to hear play is a priority for someone and it's okay and it's, it's really reassuring to hear that and I think play you know from a legislation point of view play is actually um, classed as a human right for children so it's really nice to hear um, play being a priority and play being taken seriously um, for these children regardless of their disability you know they can still play. Um, so what are you looking forward to taking um, onto your future career? Um, yeah, um, so I definitely think in, in terms of working here, I've, I've learned a lot. Um, I think my communication skills have improved enormously. I've always been really proud of my communication skills, but um, working with parents is very different to working with people one-to-one like in a service user capacity. So I'm looking forward to taking those communication skills. Certainly my leadership skills is something I've developed in this role in terms of I've sat leadership courses and I've had the opportunity to, as the team grows, as the team grew and as I was supporting students, I've had the chance to really lead and I've had the opportunity to take a lead and a co-lead on different projects that we've launched and I think it's been really good in that sense, it's given me a lot of growth um, and I think just um, being a bit open-minded um, about um, interaction with other services, I'll definitely take that into my role and I've developed confidence working here as well, I certainly feel that I'm a lot more confident in my abilities so I think I'll take that forward into you know into the into my entire career I think that'll help me as a whole perfect well thank you very much for talking with me um no worries thank you for your time I must apologize I'm a wee bit um sniffly today so hopefully (laughs) it's been all right (laughs) perfect thank you